this is Prophecy Now. I'm Liberty, your host from Spirit Move Ministry. Let's just jump in and talk about times and seasons, prophecy, everything that God's doing right now, and what we need to be preparing for. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, it is Liberty here from Spirit Move Ministries. Woohoo! I'm so excited to be on with you. We are preparing to go to Florida. We got some serious weather coming in here in Texas. Amen. We are not used to feeling like winter. And the weather's kind of spastic, but we love Texas. It is 25 degrees here. Yep. Storm's supposed to come in tonight. Make all the roads icy. Amen. Um, Woohoo! So we're going to be stuck at home probably tomorrow until we leave for Florida. So, um, on Friday. So we're excited about everything God's doing. Okay. Those of you who have questions about Florida, very quickly, you can get tickets at the door. Yes, for this prophetic summit, we are charging most prophetic events. People will charge. This just covers our expenses. We will spend between fifteen dollars and $18,000 to go do an event. And so this just helps us recover some of our expenses. Ministry takes money. And that's why it's important, once again, that people are faithful to giving because uh, we can't do this without the whole body of Christ working together, even in the financial side. Amen. But people have asked if they can buy uh, their ticket or they can just, you know, register at the door. Yes, you can. Uh, It'll be simple and easy, not a big deal. Um, The event is $35. And uh, you can also go to spiritmoveministry.co. And then you have no fees attached if you go through directly through our website. Eventbrite, there's going to be probably a fee. Uh, I, I'm guessing 3 or $4. Um, if you want to avoid the fee, go through our website, spiritmoveministry.co, and then you can just buy a ticket directly through us. And there's no fees or anything weird, okay? Um, we are so excited to see you, Florida. God has given me two. One dramatic prophetic dream that I will be releasing and then what we will need to do about it for Florida and a prophetic vision for Florida and what we need to do with that vision. It's going to be amazing. We have Apostle Stephen Strader, uh, Robin Weatherman from the Tribe Network and uh, many others that you guys know um, that are going to be joining us there in the Central Florida area. And we're so excited to come together and release what God is doing and what he needs you guys to be doing that live in Florida. Amen. He's he's brought me on your guys' crazy train. Woo! I thought I had a crazy train. Now I'm on Florida's crazy train. Amen. But it's an honor. Okay. Michigan is the end of March. The last weekend in March, that Saturday and Sunday. We want to see you in Grand Rapids at the Sportsplex, the same place we were at before. Those flyers are getting ready to go out. The next thing is, guys, if you want to get info, you need to sign up for the email list. Go to spiritmoveministry.co and just subscribe to the email. It's very simple, very easy. Also, you get words I release in between. Amen. Um, reminder, we're doing a giant Easter revival. Woohoo! In Oklahoma, from the 15th to the 19th, we will be there during that whole time. I will be doing the opening Friday service. You do not want to miss this service, you guys, because this is a service I will be releasing an impartation. And I'm not going to go into all that. Also, we have big news uh, on those that we're finally adding people to the crazy train of the Oklahoma revival. Corey Russell will be joining us. Um, uh, I believe Jenny Weaver 
will be doing a service. Amen. We're, we're bringing them in, y'all. We're going to have a good time together. And uh, Apostle Stephen Strader will be there. And he will be speaking. And I believe some others. But uh, we are working on... I'm helping the person hosting it gather people. So right now, that's what we have going on. Um, you don't want to miss this time with the Lord. Amen. Corey Russell will be Saturday night. And I'll get you more of the schedule later. But right now, we're excited about the Oklahoma Easter event. Revival. It's going to be amazing. Um, other things are happening. You know, I'm not going to go into all that. But I wanted to answer the Florida questions because people were asking. Okay. This word I'm about to release is... The word that is connected to the three years of darkness. If you have not seen those words, this word will make no sense to you. Well, it will, but you need to go watch the prophecies. The Lord gave me a prophecy about three dark years back in Easter of 2021, but it was three dark days, America's Damascus moment. And I've been waiting for him to give me the timeline on each of those days. Well, that's what... We're talking about today, I have part three to the prophecy saga of the three dark years. And so basically, as America's in there, and, and the Christian church first, in their huge Damascus moment, because you know what? We ain't been awake. We ain't been alive. We ain't been living like Jesus is coming back and we represent him anyway. I'm not going to get in everybody's face about that right this moment. But you guys know what I'm saying. Okay. So he gave me this word and I released it last Easter. And um, he, I've just been waiting for him to tell me what those three days represent. Because guaranteed, the Damascus moment for us is way more than three days. And so he finally released to me that it was three years and it starts in mid-February. And I released that word. Go back and watch three dark years. Then he gave me part two, which is which part two of three dark years is all about what we can expect to have provided for us. Those who are going with the glory, following the spirit, you're awake, you're, you're, you're releasing revival, you're being obedient, you're doing all that. We're in an open heaven. So you need to go back and watch part two. It will encourage you to not have fear during the three dark years, you guys, because it's not fully about those who are awake those of us that are awake are going to release what's happening and release the glory and promote revival and raise it up. Amen. And uh, we don't fall under that. So go watch part two also. And you guys, you need to get those videos everywhere. Amen. So this one, I felt like the Lord gave me this word after part two months ago. And, and as you know, I will not release a word until he tells me. I sit on it because I'm times and seasons. So if it, if it ain't the time, I'm not just going to get on here and say whatever, you guys. I'm going to come on and say what he tells me to say when it's time. And so this is basically part three, but it's a prophecy about the church. And the Lord told me, tell them what's going to be happening with the church during this three dark years. So some of you have probably asked, well, I am the church, so I'm under an open heaven because I talked about that. That was a prophecy for part two of the three dark years. Yes, but the church doesn't all represent Jesus Christ. They serve themselves. They live like Egypt. They go to church on Sunday or they go once a week to something, but the rest of the week, God doesn't own them. Their life isn't sold out. They're not on fire. They're deceived. They're not praying. They're just saying, letting everything happen the way it's going to happen. 
and, and thinking that, you know, we have no role. We have no part. We don't have to rise up. We don't have to release the Holy Spirit. And so that's the church that he's talking about for this word. And so the Lord said, you need to tell my people what is going to be happening with the church. What is happening with the part of the body of Christ that has been deceived and they're not awake? What will be happening to them during the three dark years? And he had given me this prophecy after the open heaven word, but he gave it to me. Let me look at the dates. He gave it to me uh, August 13th. So that's how long ago he's been preparing in the spirit for all that he's releasing. And so, um, are you guys ready? I'm going to release this word that he gave me. So he kept telling me, go read Mark 10. Go read Mark 10. So I did, and he highlighted these verses to me. And I'm just going to walk you through, you guys. So track with me. Mark 10, verses 46 through the end of the chapter, okay? Now, they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Tamias, sat by the road begging. I'm probably going to murder some names, so just track with me. And when they heard this, um, heard that this was Jesus uh, of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. Woo! Man, I could feel the glory, you guys. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. And so, as you know, sometimes God will give me a vision or he'll wake me in the night with a, with a chapter or a verse. And then I know that when I get up in the morning, he's going to give me a word or a prophecy. That's usually what happens. Or he gives me a vision in my worship time. And then he gives me a word, a revelation at that moment. And so he kept, when he kept telling me um, throughout the night and in the morning, Mark 10, Mark 10. I was like, okay, I got to read Mark 10. And he highlighted those verses. And I said, okay, God. I can feel the glory so strong when I read these verses. He said, this is a picture of the church. The body of Christ. Some are praying and crying out to me with faith. Others are telling us to just be quiet because we're making a scene. And so, there's so much in that, you guys. But basically, he was showing me a picture of how Part of the church is crying out, praying and believing and knowing that, that there is, is a call. There is a plan. We should be releasing that plan. We should be rising up in revival. There should be, we should be doing something. There should be action. We're not called to go back to normal. Pre-pandemic days are gone if you're the real body of Christ. And the Lord said, this has been my people. There are people that are crying out to me. 
They just want me. They want all that I have. They want everything. They, they want healing. They want everything. And he said those people are going to receive that in this three dark years. But he said there's people that are the ones telling those of us that are awake and in revival to be quiet. Shut up. Don't talk about it on social media. Oops, you might get canceled. Trying to get us to keep watching the fake news, the mainstream media, which is a lie. They, 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 we're, we're their puppets, you guys. They're liars. They have an agenda. And it's not for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And it definitely is not for the Christian church in America. Okay? So here's the thing. The Lord is, was so clear with me. Oh, I can feel the glory so strong, you guys. His church has literally, some of them, the, this, is, this is the prophecy over them, some of them, are embarrassed by us that are making a scene, that are rising up in the Holy Ghost, that are going to stand firm and not cave we're going to pray it through. We're going to praise it through. We're going to worship it through. We're going to have a revival every other day. Every city we can lift a tent in, we're going to do it. Amen. We're going to lift a, a tent. Sorry, I'm going to adjust this a little bit here for a second. Okay. We're going to adjust it um, and do what he's called us to do. We're not just going to sit there and be like, oh, we're not supposed to do anything. We don't need no adjustments. That worked out perfectly, you guys. I need to, like, I got my my little thing in the mirror here, or in the camera. Anyway, whatever. Um, the thing is, is the church does need to make an adjustment. We do need to change our thinking. Those that have been asleep. And so he said, the one crying out is the awake church right now. And the one telling us to be quiet are in for a big wake-up call the next three years. Woo! In for a big wake-up call as God brings this adjustment, this massive Damascus moment. And so this is the answer to what God's going to be doing with the church. Not those who are awake. They're going to be under an open heaven and they're going to be able to go, go, go everywhere and lift a tent and do what needs to be done. We're going to hit the streets. We're going to go. We're not going to sit on our hands. We're not going to try to go back to normal. Amen. So then he said to me, I want you to go and read Amos 2. So I went to Amos 2. You guys got to stay tracked with me, okay? Amos 2. And he highlighted the verses to me, 9 through um, 16. Okay, Amos 2, 9 through 16. Yet it was I who destroyed the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars, and he was as strong as the oaks. Yet I destroyed his fruit above and his roots beneath. Also, it was I who brought you up from the land of Egypt and led you 40 years through the wilderness to possess the land of the Amorite. I raised up some of your sons as prophets and some of your young men as Nazarites. It is not so, O you children of Israel. Is it not so, O you children of Israel, says the Lord. But you gave the Nazarites wine to drink 
and commanded the prophets, saying, Do not prophesy. Behold, I am weighed down by you, as a cart full of sheaves is weighed down. Therefore, flight shall perish from the swift. The strong shall not strengthen his power, nor shall the mighty deliver himself. He shall not stand who handles the bow. The swift of foot shall not escape, nor shall he who rides on a horse deliver himself. The most courageous men of might shall flee naked in that day, says the Lord. And you're probably thinking, wow, this is harsh. So he, he told me to go and read that. And then he said, um, my people were all judged because they didn't want to hear God or his prophets. So I had to deal with them. I took their strength and I took their health. I know you guys, you're going to say, man, this is rough. This is harsh. Here's the thing. A lot of people want to think everything's the, the grace and the, the grace and the grace and the cover up. If I remember right in the New Testament, those that lied to the Holy Spirit dropped dead. That ain't Old Testament. Okay. I know I'm just being sassy, but the thing is, is we're still at that place. You guys, God is still God. We can't hide from anything. We can't hide from anything. And so when he had me read these verses, he said, those, because this word was for his people. This was not for the unsaved. You guys are understanding this, correct? This is not for the unsaved. You know this. Is it not so, O you children of Israel? So those that, are ha that have not been awake, that are telling all of us that are awake to shut up, step back, be quiet, they're going to get a wake-up call the next three years. They're going to be given a choice. Are you really for me? Are you really for the King of Kings? Are you really for revival? Are you really for the gospel? Do you even serve God or do you serve yourself? Do you serve your feelings? Do you obey your embarrassment? He was not embarrassed and he cried out because he knew that he needed the King of Kings. Amen. And so here's the thing. God needs the church to need the King of Kings. You can say church or body of Christ all day long. It doesn't mean they're following him. And so the Lord said to me, this was like probably four or five days ago. He said, I want you to release this word. This is part three to the three dark years. He said, this is a picture of what's happening during the three dark years because I need my people to get a grip. He said, this is their Damascus moment first. If the church is not awake and the body of Christ is not awake, we can't bring the souls in. If we're too embarrassed to rise up, we're too embarrassed to release the glory, we're too embarrassed to let the Holy Spirit move, we're embarrassed of speaking in tongues, we're embarrassed of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're embarrassed of Him. He is the Holy Spirit. You guys understand? So here's the thing. Those who told the prophets to shut up God took their strength. He took their health. He cut their roots from above and below. He ripped them up. And 
And some of those are going to be the tares. I don't want to be a tear, you guys. I want to be known for one of the ones that I'm not saying go fight with people. No. But I want to be one of the ones that promoted revival and went for it and didn't want to go back to normal. And, and can recognize how stupid it would be to do pre-pandemic days. How stupid it would be, you guys. Who even wants to go back to that? We don't want to go back to that. But there's a body of Christ, the Lord said, that they're gonna, we're going to find out if they really are the body of Christ. Do they really serve me, the Lord said. This is actually, these three dark years are more about the body of Christ having their Damascus moment. And you might be someone that's like, hey, that's really, that's really rude. That's offensive to say that the church needs the Damascus moment more than the unsafe people. No, they're going to get their moment because when we rise up, the light will shine. Then they will see the miracle signs and wonders. But those that are asleep are not going to be walking in miracle signs and wonders. They will be doing nothing to get the attention of the unsaved and the harvest. So we have to be awake and shining brightly. We have to know where we are. We have to know we're in the labor pains of the return of Christ. End times are here. They're not coming. They're here. And so he's preparing the bride to receive the harvest because, you know, we have to be able to bring them in. And we can't if we're not prepared. And so the Lord said, tell my people these three dark years are first and foremost about them. Three dark years, all that I'm going to accomplish, when we'll come out of it. Those who are for me and awake, what I will do in them with an open heaven during these three years so we don't have to fear. Now, this is me answering your question because God told me some of you were wondering. But what's, gonna ha what's happening with the actual body of Christ? Where are we at? And this is what the Lord is saying. We that are awake are under an open heaven. We're going to go with the glory. We're going to have everything we need. But the church that's, that has told the prophets to shut up, that have given liquor to the Nazarites, those who have chosen to take the Nazarite vow, no, you don't drink alcohol. It doesn't touch your lips because you stay holy before the Lord. Of course, I would say everybody needs to be holy before the Lord and nobody needs to be drinking alcohol. But that's beside the point. Here's the thing. They were getting the Nazarites to break their vow and they were telling the prophets to shut up. God was trying to speak through the prophets and they were being told to shut up. We don't want to hear you. Stop prophesying. We don't want that. So God judged his people. It wasn't the unsaved, you guys. It was his people because they wouldn't listen to him. And so as he's taking me through this, he's continuing to speak to me. And then now he says, now I want you to go to Jonah. Jonah 1, 4 through 6. So let's go to Jonah. I didn't have enough things to market, you guys. So I'm going to have to search for it. Let me find it real quick.
It's a tiny book, so it likes to hide in there. It wants to hide. Okay, let me just tell you, okay? These verses, everybody knows these verses. Jonah 1, 4 through 6. You guys, I don't want you guys to have to sit here all day while I sift through and find the tiny book, okay? Let me see if I can grab it up real quick. Okay, here we go. Okay. Okay, here we go. Jonah, chapter 1, 4 through 6. Chapter 1, 4 through 6. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God, and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship and lain down and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, O sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us that we may not perish. And so, as you know, there's all kinds of stuff to that story. So the Lord told me to read that, and then he said to me, as he, as he read, had me read that, he said, The church has been asleep while the ship is going down. They told Jonah, Wake up! Cry out to your God. Don't just sit and let the ship go down. The church is in the bottom of the ship asleep. Instead of praying and listening and raising their voice, they're letting the ship go down. Then Jonah, which represents the church, the Lord said, had to be thrown out of the boat and swallowed for three days and dealt with. This is all a picture of what we will see happening in the body of Christ. Some will be in darkness for the three days, which is the three years, to learn a lesson about praying, believing, listening to the prophets, not quitting and not sleeping when the ship is going down. We are to cry out, and keep speaking and save the ship. And so, as the Lord gave this to me, I was like, whoa. And I could see the whole picture of what he was saying. You guys, we can't be asleep. So God said these three days, because he had given me the open heaven word before this one, but after the Damascus moment, okay? Then he gave me this word after that one, that's referring to the three dark days. And he brought me back to it, like I said, almost a week ago. And he said, this is my church during the three dark days. You need to get on and prophesy. This is a prophecy over the church, what they've been doing and what is going to be happening to them during the three dark years. And so the Lord said, Jonah was in the, in the well for three dark days. But these three dark years is going to be the moment for my church that has been asleep, that has not been paying attention. They've told the prophets to shut up. They've been breaking their vows. They've been doing all this stuff. They're going to be woke up because they have been letting the ship go down while they're over here serving their self, serving different gods, Egyptian gods, not the God of heaven and earth. 
Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. And so the Lord said, this is what's going to be happening. So if you want to know what's going to be happening with most of the body of Christ, I'm not going to say how many. I would say probably two-thirds. Scary that only a third of us are awake right now, but that's what he told me. Go back and watch some of my other words if you're new to this channel. So we have to understand, you guys. Whoo! God has got to wake up the body of Christ. The portion of them that's been asleep in the bottom of the ship while the ship is going down. Like he said, they're not praying. They're not believing. They're not listening to the prophets. They think it's all a joke. We're not really in the end times. And if we are, okay, we'll just have a bigger Bible study. Sorry, you guys can't see my sassy eyes. We'll just have a bigger Bible study. But we're not really going to rise up. We just want to kind of still be a little quiet, stay in our comfort zone. We want to obey ob embarrassment. We want to obey our feelings. We want to obey a comfort zone. Those are all idols, you guys. Talked about them in mentorship. Those are idols. We can actually make embarrassment an idol. We can make self an idol. We can make normal an idol. Man, you guys, I got lists. But the Lord has been speaking so much to me, and this is why since the beginning, since October of 2019, God has been having me prophesy about what he's doing in the body of Christ. We have to be fixed first, you guys. And so the Lord said, tell my people this is what is going to be happening to the American church especially, the American body of Christ. Those that are not awake, this is what's going to be happening to them during the three dark years. He said, my people need to understand what I'm doing. It's not even just about getting the harvest ready. It's about getting the church ready to be the bride, to be ready to bring in the harvest. And there's two thirds of them that aren't even walking in signs and wonders. They don't even believe in the Holy Spirit. They just want to go be normal, get drunk and party Friday and Saturday night, try to get up and be decent and work all week and call themselves a part of, I'm a part of the community. I'm decent. I don't do a bunch of evil stuff. No, he needs us to get our act together, body of Christ. He needs us to care about what he cares about. When we do that, we're not going to be wanting to live like Egypt. We have to get Egypt out of us. And I'm pretty sure that's what we're being taken through, is getting Egypt out of us. And if you guys have been following me for very long, even two years ago, I said, we're, he's preparing to take us into a new era of Isaiah 10 and Isaiah 19. He's removing the boundaries. And this is a whole other word I can give. He's removing the boundaries, which is going to cause chaos, which has already started. He needs us to stop going back to Egypt for things. Stop relying on Egypt. And he's got to get the Egypt out of us, you guys. That's what's going to be happening during these three years with the dead body of Christ. And those who don't survive the fire that he needs to bring to revive everything and to revive them and wake them up, they're going to be a terror and they're going to be burned in the fire. And this is not a threat. It's not a put down. It's not a scare tactic. It's nothing like that, you guys. But God was so clear with me. When he brought the word back up to me, he said, remember that word I gave you? He said, this is part three of the three dark years. Jonah had to go in for three dark days. This is 
the American church's time. God is saying, will you go and save Nineveh? Will you help save America? Will you bring the Holy Spirit and his presence and the gospel back where it belongs so that we are a city on a hill and we're a light to everyone else, which is what we're called to do? Will you be the body of Christ and represent me well on the earth? Will you go and release the gospel to Nineveh so they can get saved? Jonah couldn't do it until God got him ready and he had to have three days in the belly of the well. So God's got to give us three days of belly of the well, Damascus moment. Man, God has a theme going, you guys. And I'll tell you this. I don't want to be asleep while the ship is going down. I don't want to try to be normal and think that that's fun. I want to be on fire and going with the glory with all that I've got. And I want to know that the Lord is going to say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. You weren't fake. You didn't shrink back. You let my Holy Spirit guide. You let me be the boss. Well done, good and faithful servant. You didn't sleep while the ship went down. Amen. Woo. Amen. You guys, I know this is kind of a long prophecy, but you guys should be taking this three dark years seriously. Without fear, if you're one of the ones that are awake and you are crying out and you are praying and you are believing. Amen. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pray with you guys. Let's close up. Um, and just a reminder, God is continually speaking for the prodigals. They are coming home. And he's given me a big plan to basically possibly do a big revival based around the return of the prodigals. I'm so excited. I will talk to you more about it later, but I'm so excited. And so, um, also my book is on pre-order. You can go to spiritmoveministry.co and you can get that on pre-order. Breaking the Spirit of Failureism. And I'm sure some at some point I'll turn it into an e-course and all that. But for now, the book is written. The book is ready. And I'm working on my Trump book. So, amen. Amen. Okay. You guys are amazing. Let's go ahead and pray. Lift your hands. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and we praise you. First and foremost, we say forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, when we have silenced your voice. Forgive us when we have stepped back or been embarrassed by others who are rising and, and yelling out for you, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, if we have followed embarrassment around and been selfish and wanting to be normal. Lord, forgive us. Forgive us for wanting normal. Get normal out of us. Lord, forgive us for being asleep while the ship is going down. Lord, we declare that we will be awake. We will not let the ship go down. And we will rise and make the Holy Spirit's voice heard on the earth. And Lord, we say we will be a part of the body that's awake. We will be a part of the body that is believing you, 
that is believing the prophets, that is not shrinking back and praying it through and trusting you for the mighty end time work that you're bringing us into. God, we thank you and we praise you and we glorify you. And Lord, I just release your glory over every person who's watching that you would prepare them to rise up and be your body and to be awake and to have the strength to do it in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray for those who have been asleep. We pray for those who have been telling the prophets to be quiet. We, we pray for their salvation. I don't know if they're saved. It's kind of scary. So God, we lift them up to you and we say, save them so that they will turn back to you and follow you and let the fire burn and let revival burn and let your glory be made known on this earth through them and in them if they call themselves a Christ follower. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. You guys are awesome. Have an amazing day. Bye, y'all. I will not apologize that this word and prophecy is longer than usual. Amen. Talk to you later. Bye.